0: I'm your host, Doug Sparks, editor in chief of Merrimack Valley Magazine. So, I, I posted on my Facebook page uh, <laughs> some, uh, I solicited questions for Ask the Editor this week, and I got some, uh, and it became pretty clear to me almost right away that people weren't asking me these questions, they were asking my guest <laughs> these questions. So, there were a few for me, and I'm going to handle two short ones. And then we're going to immediately get into the interview and, and talk about who we have here today uh, in the studio. So, Lou, what's the, uh, what's the first question?
1: All right. Bonnie asks, when someone queries you for the magazine, what do you look for in the query? Interesting uh, question.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting question. And I, I wish people asked this question more often uh, because it's, it's kind of a tricky answer. Because um, I'm not necessarily looking for what you think I'm looking for. So say you want to write for publication, you want to start doing a freelance, you just like this, this process, um, shoot me an email, editor at mvmag.net. So get in touch with me. And what I'm going to be looking for is writing samples. I have to see writing samples. I have to see your command of standard American English. Uh, if I sense that you have some proficiency in the associated press style, then uh, that means my life becomes easier.
1: Really? That's so- first?
0: Yeah. As opposed to the topic? Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's a whole bunch. The topic is actually the least important thing. Really? Because no one out there has an encyclopedic knowledge of what we've done in the past. And people don't know what we're doing for the next year. And a lot of times we're booking stories far out. Right. So I'm looking for, okay, this person, they can write. They can put things together. They know journalistic standards. And they write about food. And what happens every once in a while is I'll get a pitch on something and... That afternoon, we'll have an editorial meeting, and we'll be like, "We need a writer for this topic." Yeah. and I was oh, going to we'll ask this, if that we'll give this happened. person a shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a lot of times, I just want to have a sense of your skills, and then something else comes up, and maybe I'll talk to you about that. Every once in a while, we get pitched something that is just, you know, you know, perfect. But you also have to understand we're assigning way in advance. So we ha- we were pitched something. I'm not going to tell you what it is. it's yep. a great story. Uh, there was just not a slot for it, so it's actually going to be published in 2021. That's not uncommon, so don't be wow. surprised if that's what happens. You've got 20, you know, 20,
1: 2021 slots already.
0: Yeah. Oh sure. <laughs> it, remember, we have a lot of special sections. So, yep. like for example, um, you know, a bridal section in January. There's health and wellness sure. in in March. So we have to f- we have to fill up that section. And as as far as things that don't relate to those special sections, there's only a couple places. You know, there's only a couple things we need. Uh, so we always want to hear about artists. We always want to hear about cultural things going on. Um, if you know of, of bands who are doing something really interesting, that's the sort of stuff I like to hear. We're always looking for a, a food feature. Um, and we're looking for people who uh, are good at writing about science, technology, and business. Um, but anyways, the, the best way to do is start a conversation. Shoot yeah. me an email. And, and uh, you know, I've I've had really great writers write to me, and it just... The timing just hasn't worked out. And then I've had people write to me where by complete chance we had something waiting for that perfect individual who happened to knock yep. on the door that day.
1: It's an interesting point because I think people with queries, they're thinking the topic is yeah. is the is the big thing. But the voice is as important, if not more right, important.
0: Right, right. And I know it's kind of hard to break into publishing. So the one thing I'd say is you're like, well, I'm a new writer and I just nobody's giving me a chance. Is start a blog i mean it doesn't have your writing samples don't have to be something that appeared in the new york times just if you're a food writer start a food blog and, and keep at it and, and i'll watch and i will track it for sure and there are yes, a lot of local bloggers who i read but you regularly. keep
1: in mind because you and i have discussed the difference between radio and podcasts mm. you understand there's the difference between magazine writing and pod and and blog writing right, right. yeah yeah, yeah. I, but i can get a sense yep i can get a
0: sense of how people are attributing sources um how they're handling quotes like you know right away right. where somebody's at and how much work they're going to need and we're you know we have a, a relatively small staff so partly my brain is like how much work is it going to be to does this writer make my life right. a little bit easier a little bit harder
1: this is why i will never write for you <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a technically strong writer but yeah,
0: but, but you know maybe yeah. you have something else though maybe you have a sense yep. of humor <clears throat> You know, we we like to do nostalgia pieces and memoir and things like that.
1: Mm.
0: And those people, you know, people writing that they don't necessarily have to, uh, you know, adhere to journalistic standards either. We have some stuff coming up that's just, yep, it's just fun writing. Mm. We don't have a lot of room for that, but we're looking for that all the time. I mean, the, the you know pieces we do on you know like traffic in the 1970s in mm. in Lowell, people love that stuff, yeah. and that's that's a different order than writing about you know, some sort of uh, theme or, uh, you know, you're writing about some sort of issue with technology.
1: All right, your next question, I want to give Cole, uh, I want to thank Cole for giving me something else to think about. Uh, can you get coronavirus from the Chinese tea that you're drinking?
2: Ah. <laughs> thank you, Cole. <laughs> Thanks, Cole.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. don't thank him too much. I know this guy. And, and I, you know, he's, he's probably half joking, but it is a serious question. Uh, I am still ordering tea from China. I order a lot of my teas from, from China. The And... I order them from Taiwan, uh, Taiwan and Yunnan province. And you, these areas are, you know, hundreds of miles away from Wuhan. Uh, so just in terms of the map, I'm not too concerned. I looked it up on the CDC website that I'm not, so I'm not speaking complete nonsense. And I have been ordering tea and I haven't been yeah. worried. Uh, and according to the CDC, we just don't know everything about this virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to to up to right now, there is no situation where someone has gotten coronavirus from a parcel or from a package so i'm pretty confident it's not really an issue but once again this is something new yeah so so we don't know so yes i'm still ordering from uh <laughs> from china when appropriate not that i'm, I'm ordering that much tea and yeah. i'm just saying that for my wife if she's listening just i'm drink, not
1: ordering that much tea right now just drink through a mask you'll be fine <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> sure yeah all right so our guests speaking of questions our guests uh, this week are uh, Rick Steck and Rachel Chandler from Red Antler Apothecary in Lowell at Mill Number no. 5. Hello. Hello. No. How's everything morning, going? Doug. Uh, first, <laughs> qu- first question I have, uh, and I got this from a couple people. Uh, maybe it's obvious t- to me, but maybe not obvious to everyone. What's an apothecary?
2: Mm. Um, I mean, the, the short answer is that it's like a pre-pharmaceutical pharmacy. You know, it was a place that you'd go when, you know, you didn't just get a bunch of, you know, Benadryl and albuterol puffers and stuff. And, you know, it was someone who would have been able to identify plant material and source plant material and have that stuff stabilized and processed. So if your kid had the croup or your horse was lame I and mean, you didn't have the wherewithal to have all that stuff available on your person, and the same way you'd go to the general store and get some gingham or some blackstrap molasses, you could get, ginger or chamomile or eye bright or any number of things Hmm. um, that would have served herbal pharmacy pharmacy,
0: okay uh and you do things other than pharmacy apothecary type like with soaps i know you're famous for your soaps right i or is that almost does Uh, almost fit into the it's
3: sort of like if um you know the things that you get at a walgreens We have the herbal version of Ah, that. Ah,
0: okay. All right.
3: (laughs) So it includes soap, and it also includes things that you wouldn't think of, such as like menstrual cups that are, you'd go to Walgreens for that kind of thing, and then you can get the best version of that from Mm -hmm. us also. We import sort of, uh, we import the Mayluna from Germany specifically because it's a very special brand that not a lot of people carry, but... Um, but regardless, it's not a big part of what we do, but it's part of being an herbal pharmacy. Yeah. And, of uh, course, we're beekeepers, as you know, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So that,
0: Well, not everybody is going gonna, is gonna to know this. So that's we'll, we'll, true. We'll get to the bees. Oh, sure. for yeah. For sure. I mean, there's, there's people listening who've never been to Mill 5. And you, you go into this building from the outside. You wonder if you're even in the right place. And you've got this very scary uh elevator and the it's doors pink. open it's not that t-
2: scary it's a pink
3: elevator. i i don't know
0: <laughs> this is what i hear all the time because people who don't I know, know I don't the it. area and then it opens up and all of a sudden you're in a harry potter yeah. novel that's True. what it feels yeah, like sure. to me yeah it, it, the door opens and you you cannot believe what you're seeing when the elevator's yeah. door opens because yeah. there's great coffee shop, all these kind of neat boutique stores, there's a really great yeah. record shop. I think I would just, the only thing
2: that I, I push back against, because I hear that sometimes, is that scary, scary. It is exciting. Oh, exciting. It's an exciting <laughs> it's area. An adventure. It's an adventure. You're sort of stepping off the canal walkway. You're going into this old, this would have been the receiving area of this old mill and going into what was their, you know, shipping elevator and all that. It sort of rattles its way up. So think of it less as, it's it's Less hostile, more Willy Wonka. Okay, okay. <laughs> I like the Willy Wonka. It's, ex- it's exciting. And it's also well lit. That's what it feels like.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, really, like oh, it's sure. really well lit. It's yeah. well lit and oh, it, feels, good it
3: feels
0: like a like a fantasy land. It does. Like, yes. it's it really does. I have yeah. I have obviously been to the to the shop before. I've got mm-hmm. soaps, yeah. things like that. Yeah. My razor. I have a safety razor. Yeah. I, uh, I oh yeah. Nothing like You it. guys, which w- in what I like about the experience of going in there, is it, it's not just any safety razor. It's something. It, I mean. I asked you about them, and you mm-hmm. told me the entire history of this product <laughs> and why this—it was a 1950s yeah. safety razor—and yeah. yeah. you because got, you into, got a into the super steel. Speed, I believe, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. It was a long time ago, so <laughs> yeah. so good memory. So, uh, it, but I got to understand why the, what the benefits were to, to buying this rather than getting something off Amazon. And of course, I still treasure this uh, this, yeah. this item, and it
2: doesn't yeah. look like I shave, but I do have little places <laughs> where I shave. I mean, I don't look like someone who would know much about shaving implements either, but uh, you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, so maybe one of the things people know you for the most, though, is the the soaps. So how That's did that true. how did that come about? Where
3: did where did the interest start, and how did you get involved in soap? You know, energy? I think um, you know we both have two. Sometimes we have two different versions of everything, but um, I think my version of it is that Rick and I have always been um, homesteaders at heart. And so can I ask you? I, I want to interrupt you for one second yeah. because
0: I've never been to to where you live. Oh,
3: it, talk about Willy Wonka. Okay, okay, <laughs> good.
0: Because because I've never been there, I have this um, in my imagination. Mm-hmm. I know you live in Lowell, right? You live yeah. in the city. Okay, yeah. so in Always. my imagination, this I have the kind of Willy Wonka place where you guys must live, knowing all your interests, and we'll talk about that. It, but then also, like, I'm thinking, well, it's in Lowell somewhere. Yeah. So, so so what? Where do you guys live, and what's it like? Because you have bees on the property.
3: Yeah, yeah. you have yeah.
0: garden. You have things that you're growing that you use oh, yeah. for your products.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have our, the apothecary garden is still at the homestead. I don't know if we'll be able, um as we scale. As you know, we opened a second store about a year ago in Salem, Mass, mm-hmm. um with our business partner Jen Simone, um, who came on to be part of the team. And so between Salem and Lowell and uh, um, we're really grateful for a lot more happening with our website. Um, the apothecary, What's your website? Uh, the website is RedAntlerApothecary.com. Okay, easy to remember. It, I mean, yeah, if you can spell apothecary, which, you know, <laughs> gets people in I think, trouble it wrong. Okay. I think we got it <laughs> wrong. I mean, everybody does. Everybody does. Um, I think um, uh, this next my 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 brain electri- electricity is going wild right now, but um, these next couple of years are gonna be, are gonna bring forward some really challenging things where we'll have to make some real decisions about where our values as a corporation mm-hmm. sit. And for sure, they sit strongly in growing as much as possible of our own supply of herbs. And teaching, we 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 grow and we teach, and so the um, the apothecary garden being at the homestead, you know, might um, become something that has to take a more public. We we have to do something more public so that we can continue to grow in volume and also teach in volume, and that kind of thing. Okay. But right now, it's at the homestead. So
0: speaking of those values, yeah, uh, what are we talking about? What are these the values that you're your company, the Red Antler, represents? Uh,
2: you know, like that we um, produce our own raw material. Okay. That we start with, you know, our thing, our spiel is, if I can't pull it out of the ground, we don't use it. Mm-hmm. No artificial dyes, no artificial fragrances, no petroleum-based chemicals in anything. We cut no corners. Yeah.
0: Um, and I mean, one so... of the things that came up when I threw out that you guys were coming on the show today was this question of packaging. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you
2: have something special set up for that to minimize waste Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. like last year we sold we do this we do this arnica um, menthol castor hemp oil um, recovery oil recovery for topical topical, topical. Okay. it's called knot sauce okay and um it's a you know the arnica is a granular helps to knit together tissues so um arnica's got a re- uh, real capacity to knit together uh musculature okay and so they, my back hurts this is the sort of thing i put bruises. them in. and break up bruises and do so that you're finding it being used a lot more in uh post-surgical recovery for example mm-hmm. you get endopic screw and arthritis uh, you, know, you know they blow up the abdomen to get in there with a the little robot fingers and stuff this and is
3: about packaging
2: Anyway, so it shreds you all up, and it's a really tough and painful recovery. And yeah. Hanukkah has been proven to be really effective for knitting all that stuff together. So we have this awesome bomb that does that hmm. thing, right? Okay. And so we sold thousands of them, thousands and thousands of them hmm. last year, more than we have in previous years. And looking back at those numbers, we had them in plastic. plastic. It was a predominantly plastic packaging. And we had this moment where we went like, we're going to have We have to do something different. Like we can't just kick the can down now as we're expanding it's our responsibility to not make sure that it's to make sure that we're not just uh losing sight of these things and going like all right cool we're selling a lot of this stuff well so now we're transitioning over to uh, glass receptacle mm. for that we're, which is something yeah. that's recyclable and reusable you can pop the cap off and reuse it it's not a one-use plastic thing yeah. and that's very central to uh, that's
3: an example it's of an
2: example of a value how we are focused on uh, always reevaluating, making sure that we're doing, you know, when we scale up or have to scale something back, doing it in a way that's intelligently ecological, economically sound. Because, again, uh, uh, making this accessible to lots of people Hmm. is also, it's not a bougie thing, it's not a boutique thing. This is like, you know... uh, your local apothecary in your village in the 1800s was, you know, open everyone, mm. you know, we really think it's important to be adherent to that today.
0: Yeah. So how'd you guys get in, into this originally? Where did you acquire your knowledge and where do you start learning about herbalism? I think
3: slowly but sh- slowly but surely, initially, um, I st- I, there's a lot of different points of education we, i think probably a, the oldest is deer is deer isle i sure, studied in sure. deer isle yeah. um
2: yeah, that's in maine so yep. one of our special places where we, yeah
3: we got married my grandpa- and, yep we yeah. got married there my grandparents um there's a good coffee roaster up there it was one of the first oh yes there they, is they were one of the first places 44 to sell cascara 44 North?
2: Yeah, we, we know them. They're great. Yeah, yeah, those, those girls are awesome. Yeah.
3: Yep, yep, yep. And they've got two little stop, stop, shops up there now, too.
2: Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you're studying up there.
3: Yeah, and but that studying, was quite some saying, time ago. Okay. Um, native, um, this is something that comes up a lot also. So not native, uh, colonial herbal medicine, mm-hmm. specifically. So things that were carried over from Europe. And which also um, is where my education is. Um, is now very centric to um, um, European and um, Western herbalism and uh, herbalism that I would have gotten through my own ancestry, mm-hmm. which is definitely European, and his also, which mm-hmm. is specific to... to. Um, Germany. germany okay
2: and i grew up with a lot of that stuff yeah. Like we had yes. like ten and and melissa and geist and all these like mm. tinctures and syrups and things like that yeah. growing up that i was like oh you don't you when you get sick you don't get like a sugar cube with this like high test like moonshine on it and the other kids were like no, yeah. no no i don't i don't get drink my parents don't feed me booze when i'm sick do you
0: <laughs> so do you guys have to be concerned with um you know, kind of legal issues, somebody, like, we, we talk about this thing that's good for your back or good for bruising. Mm-hmm. Do you have to worry about the feds kind of busting through the door and saying, you just recommended this product for yes. for muscle mm-hmm. soreness, mm-hmm. and you're not supposed to do that? Yes. So how do you deal with it? You do.
3: Um, well, you know, there's things that are, so there's evidence-based trials around a myriad of herbs that some is done in the United States, not a ton. Um, The um, German Commission E, which is Germany's FDA, Mm -hmm. does extensive trials. Um, Japan does some really beautiful trials. So there's lots of really good scientific evidence on on in vitro and in vivo, what some of these herbs do really well. It is 100% acceptable. To say out loud, Arnica has had clinical trials that show that it is um, an ally for folks suffering from arthritis and to break up bruising. That's an entirely, totally accept. And there are physicians who accept that and will tell folks even to find yourself a good Arnica cream. I know Red Antler does one. There's others or whatever. So, um... There is nothing illegal about saying what an herb has been shown to do in in um, trials. You get into trouble when you say, this product that I've made will cure your cancer based on what we know about this herb, that because you don't know, because anybody who's making anything, Unless you send it out for trials, unless you send your finished product out for trials, you don't know if the way that you process the herb adheres to the exact way that that herb was processed in evidence-based trials. Hmm. So you don't know now if um, uh, if our pine tar soap, which is wild, widely used by folks, our clients who suffer from eczema and psoriasis and rosacea, I can tell you that we have customers and clients who find that our pine tar soap is very helpful for them for eczema. I will not say to you this pine tar soap will treat and cure your eczema. Okay, so one of the questions that came up
0: was statins. And yeah. uh, you know they wanted to ask, is there some way to get off statins? using the sort of things that you guys. So what would if someone came in and said I need to get off statins? Yeah. What, what can you do for me?
3: I would say let's sit down and let's talk about your sleep, your diet, your diagnosis, your other meds. Let's get your physician on the phone because no we don't nobody should nobody in any kind of supporting role should be working in a bubble. And also I'm not a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and none of us are doctors. So I would I would it's a more complicated question. Every single person is a more complicated question, and we get questions like that a lot where people call and say, "Like my, you know, my grandmother's got high blood pressure. Can you? What's good for it?"
0: Yeah, they're really. They're really <laughs> well, two,
3: what else really is she taking? What is she like eating? Look, look and, at that know. sort of
2: globally. Yeah. In the uh,
3: you can't call your doctor and say that they tell you to come in.
2: There are two things that I, you know, we always work to dispel, and that's that there's this um, erroneous. Sort of setup. There's this binary setup that there's like, there's them and us, right? There's the, there's the. The, and that the is medical a, community a and they're out there to get us and they're just pumping us full of pills and hormones and which shots. which is and by the way yady, uniquely american and that's mm-hmm. a very american thing um uh, as is the dismissal of herbal medicine yeah, so we're both, which is getting the, better there are two I think. parties nurses, that are sort of nurses, yeah, nurses everywhere are doing time. so much training but we've had more like the you know we just had a, we've
3: got a number of physicians number of physicians right, yep. i feel like having having i've
0: this seen this for sure in the past 10 years yes just even for my own doctor yeah i mean i have had my doctor you know, going for whatever the issues were. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, like, have you tried meditation? And Mm -hmm. there seems to be more openness towards holistic approaches right now from traditional doctors, traditional medicine. That's my experience. I
3: think that's true. And I've had a, and we've had a number of, I've a number of customers and clients come in who say like my physician, it's always, you know, there's a couple of names that come up frequently. Right. My physician said that, I should. I need to get off of this omeprazole, and yeah. that I should be looking into doing digestive bitters. Hmm,
2: right. Which is, Okay. Yeah. Let's
3: wow. get, let's get into it. So for people Nobody's who don't know what anybody those are, to not take chemo, by the way.
2: Okay, right.
0: Right. Let's yeah. be clear. What, so for people who, because some of our listeners aren't even going to know what digestive bitters are. What sure. I,
3: digestive bitters is a collection. Mm. It's a di, digestive bitters is a formula. That formula can be made by a number of different herbalists and that formula will be different depending on the herbalist okay we make uh, digestive bitters or we also carry urban moonshine from vermont's digestive bitters she's a um jovial king is a is a very revered mm-hmm. um, herbalist um and her team is also Guido Masse. so um guido masa right. do,
0: do people always add this to like cocktails or just no, like no 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 digestive bitters
3: and cocktail bitters are 100 percent different orally. thing. Okay. Yep. one is just culinary true. one is considered herbal medicinal okay So So you would take
0: drops or you would Drops directly on because the
3: critical thing is to taste the bitter. Hmm. And there's a collection of herbs that are considered bitter herbs, which is not necessarily exactly how you would expect that to taste. It's not like the, you know, the juice of the dandelion. If you were picking dandelions Hmm. as a kid and you touch your fingers to your mouth, you get this like overwhelming bitter flavor. Dandelion is one of the bitters, Hmm. one of the major bitters. Coincidentally, many bitters are also liver liver tonifiers or liver support, uh, which is interesting. Dandelion is also, um, so that's something they have in common. But uh, the but the bitter flavor being in your mouth is like the light switch on the wall to start your digestive engine, and sometimes that's all that people need to change gas and bloating, the bathroom trip f- um, frequency frequency or sort of like rhythm um the heartburn it um really great for GERD it's one of those for things GERD, just closing like that esophageal sphincter so stuff isn't coming instead back of tubs, up yeah. you know so it doesn't
2: necessarily have to be a you know well this is a replacement for my proton pump inhibitor or this is something where like I just carry it in my purse because you know every once in a while I eat too much cheese yeah flips
0: yeah. my if, stomach as if know.
2: such a thing were possible yeah yeah <laughs> right right
3: no, we've we <laughs> oh, have we have tried. Oh I have too. Yeah. I have too. So
0: somebody comes in, it's flu season, they're just off their antibiotics.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, what do you what do you say to this person? Is this you? Oh yeah. <laughs> <Imagine that.
3: laughs> Why would I be thinking of this? You're like I'm just off my antibiotics.
2: Do- well, we'll start by also saying that like everybody is an individual. This is a, these none of these sort of sweeping things stick because as as a right. rule, one right. of the things that we apply right. is the fact that biologically everybody is is very different. Right. And Rachel said, you know, none none of this ever happens in a bubble, mm. um, and we would never say anything that was uh, in uh, uh, it would be contrarian to or in the face of your PCP or your specialist or anything right. like that. So. Mm take, and some people take have all that into consideration. And some right. people
3: are on other meds and right. you know, right. things right. Right. like that. Right. We have to make sure that there's not something that's going to make one of your, some people, you know, a lot of people assume that blending yeah. with a medication will, I don't know, make your head explode or something like that. But, you know, often what it is, is uh, there's some herbs that just make an allopathic medication that is very critical, just uh, null and void, you know, in the same mm. way that grapefruit the, you know, have you heard of that? No. That great. There's some meds that you should not take grapefruit with because it, ca- not it orange, makes your not
2: lemon specifically as an enzyme. Okay. In grapefruit juice that nullifies grapefruit. A number, fruit, grapefruit any kind of grapefruit. Fruit. Okay. Grapefruit.
3: Yeah. Okay. So any. It, so there counter counter um, counteractions that you know mm-hmm. you you don't mm-hmm. contraindications. Okay. Contraindications. Yeah. Okay. That you don't even think would come up. But in any case, so if you've just had antibiotics mm. first of all. And make sure you're doing a good um, uh, probiotic, mm-hmm. would be one of the things because your antibiotic has done some wiping out. Um, well, I would assume doing some, some wiping out of some of your good bacteria. Right. Um, and then. The gut um, biome. We actually talked about the gut biome last week. Really? Okay, so weird things come up
0: on really the 495 funny. that you wouldn't
2: expect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so long-time gut, listeners gut will listening. know about the gut biome. Human
2: beings are donuts, a hole right through the middle. Mm. So it's important.
3: <laughs> so um and then i think there's, i would there's, do there's the
2: quote we'll, we'll take the black
0: and white <laughs> photo of you donuts. human beings are human <laughs> beings <laughs> are donuts All right through the middle <laughs> it's important
3: it's important <laughs> um i think um i would check in with you about your symptoms that you're still hanging on
0: okay to. what if i don't have any symptoms i'm just concerned with the gut biome. what if i know somehow that this might be an issue do
3: you have a gallbladder i do um i would say that digestive bitters in general mm. are are going to be di- the i don't know why everybody isn't doing bitters and yeah. you know bitters should well, be done well, in general people
2: do more it's just not here again we get back to sort of the sort of american culture mm, sure. about that any place that has a strong culinary culture you uh, Campari in uh italy is a bitter liqueur, uh, Jägermeister, there's just anywhere. France, every place has got some sort of aperitif, digestive, something that you're taking while you're eating that serves a very similar function to medicinal bitters. Medicinal bitters are just taken to a place that they're removed from the, the culinary aspect of how like unctuous and flavorful it is and really just taking those most active ingredients and ratcheting it up to 10 mm. so that it serves that function solely not as also like a you know post-dinner sipping well, and cordial. some
3: of those digestives also though have an effect directly on the stomach versus interacting with that vagal
2: right right well so that's, that's a
3: tiny bit different but yeah so i think regardless though I would say adding in a digestive so that your nutrition absorption mm. goes up a little bit cuz you're breaking down your food a little bit more and so you're generally more comfortable um and um and then I would ask you about your your sleep, your nutrition, your mm. you know your diet and um what your what can we add into your so you're a tea drinker. Yeah. And I that expertise is 100% I am, is totally outside of mine. Hmm. Um, and so I don't know if it would be offensive to say, can you put something in that tea that you could, you know, or... I, I might pass out. I don't know if I'd be offended. I
0: might be <laughs> shocked to the point you're going to have to revive me. So I hope so, you brought some <laughs>
3: medicinals that will... Uh... Get you back <laughs> on right? your feet because we can't mess with the tea. Someone, I, I I brought some friends
0: over for tea, and, and one of them dared to ask. Can about I brewing them? times and said, can you brew this for five minutes? And the room got very silent, and everyone got nervous, and they looked at me, and the steam was coming out of my ears. <laughs> it wasn't that bad.
3: How long are you
0: supposed to brew culinary? In the Chinese, in the, the yeah. sort of Chinese tradition, very, very short. The Gong Fu tea. Oh, yeah.
3: I'll
0: have you guys over at some point, and we'll, I'll brew your tea, and I'll show you. Yeah.
1: Uh, and it's it sort of very depends. Short. Now, there's certain yeah. teas,
0: uh, such as... Um, Certain types of poor teas, mm. where traditionally they're boiled, not brewed, mm. but boiled. Sure. Mm. Uh, Are they made of
3: barks? Nope. They're
0: leaves. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So fermented teas will be boiled, and so like you know, like yak butter tea. Nope. Uh, you never have, you've never, never had a delicious nope. cup of yak butter tea. Nope. That's you, you. put it on the kettle and it boils all day and all day. I'm people gonna, just I'm go that up in Urban detail. and they they drink this p- what the yak butter tea. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, you know it's um, uh, Mongolian. Mm. There you every go. every household yeah to my knowledge having, is it have, not having, is and, there
3: leaves in there or is it only yak butter
0: no it's leaves it's
3: tea leaves is there yak butter in there yes yeah so and the reason why the yak dairy. butter is
0: there it's an area of the world where there's not a lot of vegetation and it's do it's adding something to the diet that they wouldn't get otherwise mm. so there's a little bit of salt because of the altitude like himalayas thing, right the himalayas yeah because of the altitude there's some salt and there's some butter which is supposed to whatever Add something to your diet that you wouldn't get otherwise. But the big thing is is dealing with the altitude and dealing with nutritional deficiencies. I wouldn't do yak butter tea at, at my house. It's not because I don't have uh, a yak in the backyard because you do you have the, a
3: yak in the backyard I do
0: not I, I do not it would be cool we always maybe we'd eat the poison adding ivy something
2: to the to
0: the
3: yak.
2: you know it's funny so uh on, on the flip side of that questions. like t- so like tea like mm. tea is tea tea is a, it's off a bush it's right. a tea leaf Tis- right t- t- Yeah. Right, and this is something we try, I try not to talk about a lot in the shop because it makes people's eyes absolutely—they con- completely
0: get confused right. by it. Yeah, I yeah, sure. oh, believe me. Right? I know so exactly. Like
2: tea yeah. is tea yeah. is tea. Yeah. yeah, because it's made out of tea. And tasan is literally is an ev-
3: herbal like infusion. everything yeah. else, everything yeah. else, yeah. else that isn't cocoa. So or like chamomile
2: yeah. tea isn't tea; it's tasan Yeah, right. Um, it on the on the sort of the antipode to mm. that to that Chinese traditional tea is that like a an herbal tasan is supposed to to have medicinal quantities of it mm-hmm. should be a lot of stuff covered for a long time right. that it brews chamomile for much much longer right and uh, I just think that's an interesting sort of juxtaposition of those of those two things yeah and that yeah. could be a oh, completely you know, different hibiscus, right. or, hibiscus or, right. or any right. you know just you get you get such a wider kaleidoscopic uh, yeah. op, set of options but that as a, almost as a rule. If you want to get the most out of it, you're either decocting it, which is supplying heat for a longer period of time or infusing it you know having it come up to that heat and then taper off over a long period of time, but covered minimally fifteen minutes. yeah well,
3: because you're really not making a tea at all. right I you're mean he's making tea yeah. right. We're not making tea. we're making an uh, medicinal herbal, herbal infused, infused water, water. Right. So one of the questions
0: that came up repeatedly, Hot water. Yeah, <laughs> one of the things that came up repeatedly um, it's something I don't know that much about but I guess it's in the news uh, Kratom mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, you tell me I'm kind of ballpark Kratom I don't know much about it other than it's controversial and I yeah. believe you sell it in your shop so yep.
2: what is it what do people do with it and why are people talking about it well, well when you say people okay. let's, let's sort of start by also saying like millions and millions of people Are consuming it.
3: The only people that have a right to make a decision about this, by the way, is the continent of Asia. Yeah, like this is this is not ours to be. That's well. That you're you're
0: saying this because this was originally cultivated in Thailand. It is, and And it it continues to be
3: used. By many Asian countries. Okay, for what what purpose? What are they
2: using this thing for? It's, you know, it's the uh, sort of Asiatic equivalent of, like, a cup of coffee and an ibuprofen.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's
2: a painkiller slash stimulant or a painkiller slash relaxer, depending on how the plant is um, uh, cultivated, what time of year it's cultivated. You'll see all these various colors, red and green and white and mangda, borneo, et cetera. Um, and so, those will indicate sort of how um, uh, the phytochemicals have cured in the plant and what they'll serve as uh, to be a stimulant or, mm. uh, or otherwise. Yeah.
3: Well, the, and also what it does for you, whether it's stimulating, sedating, pain killing, is also based in dosage. Okay. Very right. specifically. Yes. So,
0: people are using it as this sort of uh, like mild pain reliever. Mm-hmm. It, from it's what actually I've heard... considered
3: not a mild, it's considered a pretty. Oh. Uh, pretty okay. aff- the people who are s- in support of it, where it's changed their lives, some really painful autoimmune diseases where nothing else touches it for them, um, it is life changing mm-hmm. for them.
0: And it's used for uh, people with opioid addiction, Absolutely. too, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. It can has be. been, it has, it can be. the anecdotal conversations around it mm-hmm. say, th- there are lots of people who feel that it's very effective. There are lots of people who feel that it is very dangerous. Okay. It is still not even considered one of, so on the list, I think I said this to you earlier, the, of the top, you want to turn it off? It's <laughs> what I'm doing. Oh good. The they're, they're,
0: they're married, by
2: the way, if you guys, yeah. uh, if you guys
0: haven't picked like, up on this. I can't believe
3: this. you didn't turn it off earlier.
2: <laughs> well, I thought it would be fine if I left it on vibrate, but now our uh, whole team is listening and commenting and commenting, he- humans or <laughs> <are> donuts.
3: <laughs> 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 Thanks, Jen. And texting. Yeah, and, I know, we should have had them come in. The
2: blowing up. Yeah. Um, have them comment would, in the comment section. Comment in watching.
3: the comment <laughs> section <laughs> of Merrimack Please. Valley. And magazine. then Luke can jump in if
0: if they say anything. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 hi Jen.
3: Hi Melissa. Hi Ken. <laughs> um, so anyway, back to back to Kratom. Um so we talked about this earlier. The top six most addictive things, alcohol and caffeine, are both on that list and Kratom doesn't even make it. Mm-hmm. So I think we've been through this before. It's sort of like the um there are lots of things to freak out about and for some reason. The um, media allows us to freak out inappropriately about uh, too many things. I think, but there are real concerns with this. Not well, to say that right. there isn't. There are real concerns in its addictive properties, specifically okay. how it registers. Even, even online, they'll, the, there was a batch of kertam that came over with some salmonella. A hundred and thirty-five people got it. That is substantially less than anybody who ever got salmonella from a cucumber or a turtle. Mm. So, like, some things are worth freaking out about. Some things just shouldn't make it into the paragraph of what we're concerned about. At, at the, it, it has an addictive property.
2: And, that is and the I truth. think there is also, it, you know, can you take
3: too much of it? Can you? Yes, you can. You absolutely can. Yes, you can. Um, you cannot take too much lemon balm. Hmm. Right or you know there's uh, you there are herbs that you can't take
2: way too much turmeric
3: you can Even take too much turmeric. you can, turmeric. can take too much oh, yeah. clove you oh, can yeah. take too much sage It probably doesn't have well that's not true the thujone, and i mean there's some toxicity i mean this is why you should be asking an herbalist if you're gonna but culinary properties of things <laughs> when you do something for culinary purposes hmm. which includes clove sage um whatever we just said i forget turmeric. now Turmeric, you know, if you're using culinary properties of any uh, culinary quantities of anything, that is how we create balance. That's different than medicinal. Mm. And some plants are extraordinarily safe. Some plants you need to pay some attention to, and use for an appropriate amount of time with the appropriate amount of um, intensity, mm. and um, In other countries, herbalists Uh, abound, and this isn't hard. Right? Yeah. American society, it's not true.
2: Um, Millions of people are using kratom every day to great effect, and not dropping like flies. Yeah.
0: So um, yeah. Is it popular? Is it something people are coming no. in and really? No, really. Not really. Yeah. So uh, despite and, and this all this is, controversy, yeah. it's
2: not like people are, are no. beating down the door. It, you know, we see that. We
0: it's also
3: to... the last thing I try. Right. When right. Somebody right. came in. It's true. Relief. Okay.
2: Yeah, uh, we try and always start because with of the that. most, uh, the most effective for the least amount of potential for bad stuff to happen. Yeah right? Just try this one sort of low-level benign thing. If that yeah. works, awesome. We'll take from there. You know, like you would said, Kratom's actually kind of like mid-level. You wouldn't kind of
3: would start there at, yeah. that,
2: at that level. Yeah. Um,
3: no, uh,
0: and but by the we, way, CBD been,
3: isn't the first thing I start with. Right? Either. Yeah, oh my the, CB, God, the CBD, which I imagine bubbles. you
0: probably sell quite a bit of. No, no, no really, the bubbles Not really. first. I just, yeah, I really, time. I just, just I so so hear so many. Right, I yeah. hear
2: about it being popular. I hear
0: people, like, because the, the
3: popularity
2: is. of it is part of what's known. So we've been doing this now. Yeah, now,
3: Billie you
2: know. Eilish and CBD. Yeah, two thousand and nineteen. <laughs> oh come on! Oh, Billie Eilish should go into two thousand and twenty. CBD, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, burnt, <laughs> yeah, burnt. Um, I mean, it does great
3: things. It is not. We've a been cure-all. doing
2: this stuff now commercially, going on you know six plus years. we been doing a lot longer than that. Right. You know, we've always been people who have been. Uh, you know, the thing that we share is we are very curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love to learn new things and apply new things. The adventure of our life and our and our marriage together has been really wrapped up in that. And um, because we've tried a lot of things, we've seen in a lot of trends come and go. And herbalism is something that we've had, you know, I like to grow things. She likes to sort of use those things to do stuff with. And- um,
3: Is that what you call it?
2: Yeah, I and mean, that's the basic. That's like the most <laughs> rudimentary way of putting you it.
3: You do that stuff. Uh, you
2: know, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, to great, to, to great effect, every once in a while she'll come, you know, she'll go like, oh, there's a spider on the ceiling, and there's a squirted drop, or some foul tasting <laughs> stuff true. in the back of my throat. Oh, <laughs>
3: God. He always looks up like this. <laughs> huh?
2: Like a, like a turkey <laughs> in the rain. Um,
3: I mean, we've run into uh, each other in the
2: weirdest place. So
0: speaking oh, of that, so it's funny to me. Oh,
3: that's so true.
0: Because I've just, I've run into both of you, and, mm-hmm. and you know, sometime we're talking about. Uh, Dog biscuits, and then yeah. I, I was writing an article for the magazine on archery, so I went to my local sports yeah. club to yeah. to train yeah. and join mm-hmm. and learn about archery and, and dive in the way I like to. And the first night, you were there. <laughs> yeah. The, the yeah. least, if I, if I would guess, a hundred people who were going to be there yeah. doing archery at the sports yeah. at the sports club, yeah. you would not be on that list. And there you were. Yeah, yeah. Mel- Melissa,
2: our, um, our beautiful Melissa, beautiful Melissa, road dog extraordinaire.
3: Yeah, that's um, not what she does anymore. She's our yeah,
2: lead she's soap our maker, lead soap maker, and ah. production person, and yeah. uh, and just just the best. She's a she's a yeah.
3: Why would, why did angel. archery start? Because um, she wanted to do archery. Because she's did always archery. no, she's always
2: no. Her mom's been into archery. Oh, that's she wanted right. to get into archery and just yeah. wanted a place to be able to do that. And uh, we've always been you know we are always Such into trying new things thing. and doing yeah. and doing new things. I mean,
0: I I probably and, uh, knew you as I mean I knew you as probably dog owners first. I bet I yeah. you our first conversation yes. ever was about dogs. Um, <gasps> because your little Tico. Because, because my little Chihuahua is yeah. still yes. kicking about to turn yeah. 11 years old. Oh, my goodness. Um, She's so cute. So, uh, but I, th- I would see you at the old Uncharted Gallery playing in a band, and you do yep. visual art, too. Yeah, that was remember. something else that people wanted to know. The bathroom is, at what Brute, you
3: they did with Mike Daly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <and>, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Right. So what do you guys, when you're not, uh, you know, uh, dispensing... Um, you know, the greatest soaps in the area and talking to people about these kind of weighty issues. There's stuff going on when you go home.
3: Yeah, uh, what, I, what are the, the extracurricular I've, activities
0: I've up serious, in Willy Wonka Land?
2: Uh, I picked up a serious
0: don't wood chopping habit.
3: Oh yeah, that's
2: true. <laughs> okay, you can tell that we've uh, yeah we we transitioned over to exclusively heating with uh, firewood. Okay. in the last couple yeah. of years, it's and uh, so
3: much work for him. Yeah, okay, me,
1: so so where is the time? Because
3: yeah, I think maybe the
1: last. Wait year. a second! I want to hear what Rachel stopped him from saying. <laughs> okay,
3: <laughs> I can't even because if I even say it. It starts us down a terrible oh, is road. It, you, magic cards, yeah. or D and D, and that's
2: it. We're done. <laughs> oh,
0: okay.
3: <It's> magic cards done
1: Magic cards That's not so yeah. bad.
2: But <laughs> I, did, I, did, I want to talk about like the blacksmithing. Are you still doing blacksmithing? Uh, occasionally, when I have to. See, The blacksmithing, it, and this sort of gets into what I was sort of talking about, kind of stringing us out before, is that you know we do a lot of stuff. We're autodidacts. We like to learn things, mm. and uh, the blacksmithing was never like a. a, a it was a means to an end. It wasn't the end in and of itself. Okay. you needed so that skill. I needed that s- compound. So for example, we uh, we went up to uh, our friend uh, and partner Jen, who's our like uh, taxidermy expert at our chopping, uh, hive and forge, and just in our lives mm-hmm. in general. Uh, we we're going up to Maine to acquire a bunch of antique taxidermy. Well, when you've got an eighty-five pound, like three foot by three foot a uh, musk ox mount as you do like as you, you do. do um to put up on a wall you can't go to the depot and just get that bracket uh-huh. you can't just you can't just hang it on 3m right. doesn't make one of those bad boys okay. so you got to go into the forge and you got to fabricate that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and so having those skills you know the blacksmithing was just a thing that has allowed me to make custom hinges and taxidermy mounts and and you know uh,
3: things uh, for if things for the
2: homestead you just you had to be able to in, in ye olde days you just had you had to solve your own problems um, and if you couldn't you tapped in your community to do that yeah
0: so is this part of why Red Antler's sort of successful I, I mean I'm saying that just what was also coming up in the questions was these guys are great they're fantastic do, so there's this like kind of community electricity mm. around yeah mm. red antler right yeah. and just mm-hmm. tie in with this sort of like people are all of a sudden like well, i don't i don't know how to hang a picture on the wall anymore mm-hmm. something's happened mm. where i can't do anything for myself
3: mm. is red antler part of that that's a really interesting observation mm. yeah sort of like do we sort of feel like freedom to other people mm. Mm. That's really interesting. I mean, I think I said that to you earlier. You said that it was sort of like um, uh, the the internet got a little electric when you said that we were going to be on the show, and um, and I said, <laughs> I think it's it's him, you know, because it's he's just, uh, yeah. my beard has, brings all the yes voice to the everybody yard, yeah. to the yard. Um, I think um, I think that's a really interesting observation that um, that we feel like independence and freedom. Hmm. To a lot of people?
2: I I think that, you know, when you look through your little black rectangle, right, into the into the internet, um, it it we know on one hand that there's a lot of B S. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, If you've ever seen the, uh, there's an Instagram page called Influencers in the Wild, and it's just people at a distance taking pictures of like girls like hanging over (laughs) benches and stuff, and their friends like taking pictures. There's all these awkward angles to make those perfect curated moments that get millions and millions of views, and they're just like nonsense. So on one hand, we kind of like we know that that stuff's happening, that like that perfect picture of like waffles or like that Parisian vacation, like that it's it's this one moment that's perfectly curated and it doesn't actually speak to like reality. If anything, it's sort of like removed from reality. It's a blister reality of its own. Um, But um, uh, the antipode to that is to like go out into your own environment and find sort of like someone who is not that. And I think that to some folks, we look like that. We look like the people who have kind of like worked the locks and figured it out how to like, not, live in this sort of fake space of the internet but like yeah. our get our hands dirty and make our own stuff and you know seem to have a knowledge base that harkens back to like this the 70s or even the 1870s like make your own pickles can your own food and that's like stuff that we do heat at your home with wood like being able to like well if we lose a chicken in the backyard you can see the Prints in the snow and know that it was a fisher cat, not a raccoon. Um, mm. That I think that it speaks to like a little bit of like a Boy Scout, sod breaker, American, you know, spirit that lives in all of us. Yeah. You know. So uh,
0: you mentioned early in the show that things are changing a little bit and things are sort of evolving. And mm. one of the things you mentioned was education. Mm. So beyond what people can go into, mm. they do in the shop. What do you What do you mean by the education component?
3: I think that. um you know, I think as you know, my father recently passed, and mm. um, that's been a source of a lot of reflection and that kind of mm. thing. Um, and <clears throat> one of the things that my brother said uh, in his um, in t- in reflecting on my father is that um, that my that my father instilled in us three things. That we work, we teach, we protect. Hmm. Which is like a, a, little aggr- <laughs> it's a little aggressive, but at the same time, I it's mean, pretty it's, accurate. Pre- it's pretty accurate. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. Hmm. Um, and I think that... Well, since when have you ever shot away from being aggressive? Anyway,
2: <laughs> continue. continue. Um, you don't need my permission, <laughs> but go ahead.
3: So I think that um, I think that that sort of like we... I I think I've always visualized and I'm and I think you probably are with me on this that we evolve to include not just the brand of Red Antler but also the ability to sort of s- to spread that confidence in people to so- solve some of their own stuff that's frustrating them whether that's homesteading based or herbalism based or whatever that may be that you know, yeah, we do soap making workshops right now, but um, and we've done herbal workshops in the past, and it's always the intention. But I how think do people that learn
0: about these? Uh, uh,
3: RedAntlerApothecary dot Okay, it's on the
0: website, all right. Yep,
3: okay. it's on the website, and we try to get it out on social media. The curriculum will um, soon. Yeah, We're on Jen's that. Jen's pretty amazing about staying on top of that stuff and okay. getting things out. Um, and um, and I think that ultimately, our I, I'd love to. Be able to invite people to freely walk amongst the apothecary gardens, and mm. um, to be a hub of learning. However, you in person, however you want to take that. And you know, I did you grow up in Lowell?
0: You guys up, or uh, no, grew up. No, I in mean Mermet I went Valley? to Mass
2: Lowell. Okay, yeah.
0: would well, you grow up a
3: zillion years ago? Okay, oh,
2: she was all over the place. You, you
3: yeah, all over. You I moved around some Western Mass. Okay. A little Pittsburgh, a little Louisville, Kentucky, and you, New
2: York. I was born in Lowell. Okay. I yeah, lived General. on Willow Street in a So these ch- these changes
0: that are coming, none of them involve.
2: Moving out of Lowell, right? Oh, nah. um, okay. To, right, oh my. You're okay. Good. Nah. Yeah.
3: No, no, but um, I'm, I'm we definitely not going, have I'm dual. I'm going
2: nowhere. <laughs> right, you can't good. get you can't
3: get rid of me. No. <laughs> good, we need you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, that's funny, um, and I think, but we have dual, We do have dual citizenship with yeah. in Salem, Mass, for okay. sure. All right. But um, but we, it's, it's funny, but Lowell, I think, speaks to uh to us deeply in terms of the, the gritty DIY attitude that you know even newcomers and people that come to live in lowell i think one of the reasons that they come is there is charm Mm. in the bootstraps culture
2: yeah Mm. i I think that as kind of uh i wear my i wear my townie on my sleeve yeah you Mm -hmm. know and i'm really proud of it um and there is this sense of like new old lowell was like if your grandpa didn't move here, then you're not real Lowell. Mm. But I think that this sort of new Lowell... Um, Quote-unquote
3: new quote unquote, Lowell. Quote-unquote
2: new Lowell, for better or for worse, however people take it, is much less Nobody about Nobody says like, new
3: Lowell except for old Lowell, by the way. But
2: anyway. It, but still, it, it, because <laughs> the lexicon is there, you've yeah. got to use the lingo yeah. that's like, you know, uh, the, the, on the street. So um, that the that it's not about how long you've been here. What do you do? what do you bring to the table are you involved you know are you just plankton that's getting dragged around around by the current or do you do stuff and I think that that mentality that that Lowell has uh, really fortified, at least you know, as, as I've seen growing up in the area, um, that like, well, if you don't see something cool, you're not, it, you know, well, there's no place for my bands and my friends' bands to play, so we're going to like create a space to do that. Mm. We're going to do our own yeah. art show. Where the folk fest is happening. And we're yeah, going to gorilla that's that's so that, that thing. That's such a Lowell sort of mentality. Now all those people that I came up with, now they're like. On all those little cultural boards, and the leaders of X sort of cultural organizations, mm. you, yeah, <laughs> you know, just yeah. kind of like you know, and it doesn't have to be mean, but you kind of like elbow your way mm. to the front and go like, I want to be here, I want to be part of like, the, I want to seat at the table, and that um, lol now, um, the sort of new lol is about being able to say that being being Lowellian or not isn't about time, it's about what do you bring to the table. Mm.
0: Hey, so uh, Lou, I don't know how much you know of uh, Lou Blasi, but he's also a radio show host. I have one more question yes. for the guests, but I know you're. I can see the wheel spinning. Do you have any questions for them before I uh, I want to know what Rachel's drinking?
3: <laughs> oh, out of this purple, purple yeah. jar. Yeah, it's coffee.
2: God. It's a whole, it's a whole <laughs> quart of coffee. It's
3: coffee, coffee pressed at, in, in in my French press that I got at over the spoon uh, kitchen at, store at Mill number, number 5. five. <laughs> Shout out to Claire. Shout out to Claire. Yeah, it's the best coffee ever. I didn't know about French presses until I mean it's not I didn't know. Yeah. I'd never actually had one or tried it until like 4 months ago. Uh,
2: we had this god awful so drip coffee machine that was like Yeah. Yeah.
3: Let me, be, let me be let me be but I can mistis- I can make this a little more mystical for you. Please. On any other day, it would have been like a little bit of unflavored seltzer with some ice and an elderberry syrup to make it into like an elderberry soda, oh. which is a really fine way to get elderberry into your daily life is to use it culinarily to have a pre-prepped and thing. Elderberry...
0: You- Used traditionally for the like the immune system. Right? Exactly. Okay. So right, you can right. do
3: it in a syrup format, which is loaded with sugar, hmm. but you can also do it in tincture format. You can do it in other forms.
1: Okay. What's your yeah. response to the you mentioned C B D and the bubble has burst a little bit. Yeah. It's a little over the top. What's your response? What what would be uh Red Ant was apothecary response to C B D Someone who so, is interested in C B D and its effects?
3: To be clear, we carry C B D We carry C B D because Here's two things. So CBD is a little bit of an outlier for us, because um, it is an isolate. Uh, it's a it's a isolated phytochemical. It's not whole plant. Um, usually in glycerite, it can be made in whole plant formula and in a traditional herbal apothecary. And a and a well trained herbalist doesn't deal with lab made isolates. Um, so. CBD, the mark that it will leave, I think, on natural medicine is how it affects seizure disorders. That is one of the most profound things that CBD does, and with, like, nothing for side effects. And seizure disorder allopathic medication is loaded with side effects. So that is a really awesome contribution. Mm -hmm. CBD also sometimes touches um uh mood support stuff for some people um it's sometimes when coupled with uh an um a topical or uh, coupled with other herbals cbd can have an effect for arthritis sufferers the anti-inflammatory effects and things like that the problem is with with anything that is considered The greatest of all time, you know, momentary herb things. The
2: panacea. Whatever else, yeah.
3: Whatever else, yeah. Is that sort of like people come in and say like, do you have CBD? I need CBD. Do you? What for? Like, let's talk about Mm -hmm. that. What other medications are you on? Like, let's roll that back for a second. Hmm. It's really great at um, blood. It does some blood pressure lowering and some other things. Well, we need to make sure you're not on blood pressure medication. And that is... Something that was only just found out recently. Shout out to the FDA on this one; they were due. they they've been able to do some trials and put and, forth and, some. And Mariah Notini. And Mariah, <laughs> yeah, and our and Mariah, our baby Mariah, um, who so, well, who is, uh,
0: so who is this person?
3: Oh, Mariah yeah, yeah. used to be on our team, and she, you know, that's a longer story about CBD and having her having her dad take it, um, hmm. but without blowing up her spot.
1: Many but of us many of us approach C B D for the mood effects that you talked about. Yes.
3: And I would I would have you try other things first.
1: Yeah, are there a couple steps between, you know, a lavender spray and C B D? Yes.
3: Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> yep. I mean we also, you know, I don't wanna I'm not well trained in aromatherapy. It's yeah. not my it's not my it's not my thing. Um but there are great there are people who couple aromatherapy with meditation and other things you don't hear of anybody that like uses aromatherapy by itself and says it's awesome this works like it's part of a bigger picture as it is with all cultural historical I think it's also important
2: to say you know because you brought it up um, you know it makes me think uh, when we say that the CBD bubble is burst it doesn't diminish or take any weight away from CBD some really as a important thing, things um uh, as, yeah. a, as a as a functional thing when i say the cbd bubble is burst it, like some of the hype is just this yeah the picture of what it does and what you it know yeah. not being able to just gr- every gas station everywhere and every yeah, vape shop everywhere cbd
3: at a gas station but you can't also get lemon balm at a gas. i mean you shouldn't be able to get any of this stuff at a gas station but, you know, the fact that it's just like, it just tells you so much about how it's being sold that it is like, it is the thing right now. Coffee, Pepsi, CBD, and gas in the same location. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, for so your crazy. dogs, too. For your dogs, too. Well, if your dog has arthritis, if your dog has separation yeah. anxiety, CBD is a great thing hmm. for them to try.
0: So we're, we're almost out of time, but the, yeah. the yeah. question oh. I wanted to get to, what is the 10 p.m.? What is it? 10 p.m. pickled beet recipe?
3: Oh, for crying out loud! <laughs> what is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now you
0: gotta
2: tell us. Is uh, uh, where'd you get that? I thought I anonymous. Your lips, your lips are anonymous. On that.
3: 10 p.m. beet recipe. Do you even remember it?
2: What uh,
0: is it?
3: We so and why is someone
0: asking me about you this? You
3: actually write recipes down. I never write recipes okay, down. Okay,
0: but what is it? and Why did you laugh when I brought it up?
2: Um, if it is who I think it is um it, it was just like I won't reveal my source. yeah late late <laughs> night um uh Did you we, know uh before we were like you know had that's to
3: definitely a lactobacillus fermented okay so this, some some, this, this story, alcohol is thing. involved with this no no oh yeah
0: absolutely His no. No. is why you would have the 10 p.m pickled
2: beet oh I thought it was okay. the production the making of
0: oh okay yeah well, you I tell know.
2: me it's it's I don't a, know 10 yeah. p.m. I thought was the what's
3: the recipe just, just state, a, state a pickled beet recipe right now into the thing.
2: Well, it depends on whether you're going to do fridge beets or you're going to do No lacto- one's
3: doing it. vinegar. Ooh. Fridge, pickled, anything is disgusting. <laughs> Lactobacillus.
0: We, we might have to cover this in a follow-up. Would you, yeah. would you guys come on again? He oh, makes 100%. a heck of a,
2: yeah. a sauerkraut.
0: Ah, uh, well, that's well, we well, will a, we will talk that start at some point in the future.
2: And then inoculate and then.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much can... for coming on. I really, really, pleasure, really yeah. appreciate it. Um, I do this weekly. Okay. Well, get ready, get ready. Oh, so uh, next week.
1: We provide that service. (laughs) If you're interested,
0: yeah, talk to Lou. Uh, Next week, Ken Taylor from um, Plum Island Kayak is going to be on, talking about life on the water and getting everybody ready to go out and and hit the water. So I'm really excited about that. We have a whole bunch of really great guests lined up. Uh, Lou, thank you very much. Rick and Rachel, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Lou,
3: Doug, thanks for all
0: right. Thank you. Right on.